Tony, and we're here to spill our guts about horror films. And today we'll be counting down our top 10 Desert Island zombie films. Is it Desert Island or Deserted Island? Either one. Well, this is a deserted island that happens to also have a desert. Yeah, it's a deserted desert with desserts. We got a lot of cakes and pies. I guess if it was like a bountiful island, you'd be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think that's more of a punishment to be on a desert island. You're not on like a lush, tropical, rainforesty island with monkeys. (laughs) You're on a wasteland, barren wasteland of an island. You got nothing else. Nothing. Yeah. Surrounded by undrinkable water and hot sun. And and zombie movies. movies, Zombie movies. Yeah, there's always movies. These are not necessarily the best zombie films out there. They're just the ones that we would take with us if we were stranded on a desert island with nothing but each other and a DVD player. And don't forget that solar-powered portable generator. Most islands are equipped with that, right? Yeah. (laughs) We're throwing out a little bit of logic to bring this one to you, but, you know. Tom Hanks did it. We're horror fans. We don't need logic. We don't need logic. We just need a DVD player. For this episode, we came up with lists in private, so we don't know what each Mm. other's lists are. So we made uh, a list of our core five zombie films that get to come to the island no matter what. Yeah, that's a given no matter what. They can come. Yes, as well as a life, but with five reserve films, just in case we happen to choose the same movie. We can't have two the same movie on the island. And last time we did this slightly wrong. He brought I, on his his lifeboat before his core. <laughs> I clearly didn't understand the rules. But what we're going to do is we are going to say a film that we would bring onto the island. And if you happen to have that same film in your core five, then we cross it out. And then at the end, and this is what I did wrong last time, because I just started going to the lifeboat. Once all of the core films are on the island, then, and we still have spots left, then we can start bringing on the reserve films. Right. I'm still mildly confused by it, but let's Whatever. go for we'll it. We'll figure so. it out. All right. And to see who goes first, we will Rochambeau. Rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. Oh. Rock, 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 paper, scissors, shoot. Ah. All right. So at least through paper and I threw rock. So I got to go first. So Elise gets to go first. Okay. Dang it. I, actually, I think it's better actually to not go first. So. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of the same. We probably films. will. I think with zombie films, there are some pretty universal favorites. Right. Tony has told me that. The zombie subgenre is his favorite subgenre of horror film. For the longest time, zombie films have been my favorite, but I think maybe it's just a certain number of zombie films that I really love dearly. I don't know if I would be happy endlessly watching just the zombie subgenre. Well, just like a really bad zombie movie. Oh. So it's one of those subgenres uh. that unfortunately has been prone to oversaturation. I know what you mean. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, yeah, when I think about the slasher subgenre, I like most slashers that I watch. Yeah. If it's good or bad, even the ones that have terrible audio, I'm still <laughs> going to watch it. And I'm probably going to enjoy something about it. But I I know what you mean. I think there are some zombie films that are almost 
intolerable. <laughs> I've suffered through some pretty bad ones. Yeah. The basic premise can get repetitive. Mm -hmm. You have a group of survivors mm -hmm. and they are caught in the zombie apocalypse in some way, shape or form. Usually they have guns or they have weapons and they have to kind of either blast or fight their way through the zombie yeah. hordes. And, you know, that's like the basic plot. And it's just been done to death. Do you like the zombie subgenre? Are you a I fan? No, I do like it. Yeah, I'm a fan of the zombie subgenre. Okay. I think when when we were in college uh, in the early aughts, <laughs> uh, it wasn't the the market wasn't so saturated with zombie movies, but you did get some that were really amazing at that time. Yeah. And it's almost like there was a resurgence of yeah. the zombie genre at that time. Yeah. And we were, you know, that's our, our college years. Those were our, like formative years mentally and as a movie watcher and so i think zombie movies do hold a special place for me mm -hmm. um and also i've always and i've said this before in some other episode i've always been a fan of the breakfast club type formula okay where you have a hodgepodge group of people together and they have to work together despite their differences to figure out how to go forward. Yeah. Um, and I think I like that about the zombie movies. So you like movies about teamwork. Teamwork. <laughs> how are you going to work through your differences? Or, or are you? Are you gonna In a high stress situation. Yeah, are you just going to kill someone who's different than you? Yeah. yeah. And I think the zombie genre is perfect for our desert island mm, because... Yeah. Um, if we were on a desert island, we would, would you work with me or against me? Well, that's not what I was thinking about. Oh. I would work with you, I okay. think. But so you wouldn't try to kill me? No. <laughs> try to eat me? I think we would just be hanging out on the beach watching these 10 movies yeah. over and over again and yeah. drinking coconut juice and fishing. I'm and having to go to the bathroom a whole lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, according to Castaway, that's what Tom Hanks said. That it's a natural accident. But... um. The zombie subgenre is all about survival. Yeah. And when we're on that island, we are going to be able to empathize uh, with these characters who maybe, are surviving. Yeah, and maybe gain some skills from them if they show that they know some sort of scrappy trick to fashion a rope out of some palm tree branches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's always this sort of educational. Exactly. How would you survive yeah. outside of society? Yeah. So these these movies aren't just, you know, fluff pieces to keep us occupied. It's educational. So let's talk about the ground rules for our zombie films. There's no question that you would consider this to be in this the zombie subgenre. If you question it at all, like reanimator, it can't be on the list. Although I I feel like there might still be some that are on the fringe. A movie like Pet well, Cemetery. Okay. So Pet Cemetery, I feel like, is more isolated of a location. It's this cemetery. And sometimes these people wander out of the cemetery, but still it's really just this cemetery and the surrounding homes. Right. It's not even on like a citywide scale of devastation. Right. Okay. And then we're also excluding things that might be more ghouls or pod people. Yeah, I, I love shivers, but I'm discluding shivers because that's more of a parasite. Right. It's not spread through like a blood droplet in the eye or saliva or a bite. Yeah. It's spread by making out with someone and taking their parasite. Right. What about 
Assault on Precinct 13. It's basically a zombie movie. It has the the tone of a zombie movie, mm-hmm. but you don't get infected with gang violence. <laughs> so I don't I would argue the, there, the that there's, opposite. There's no chance that our protagonists in Assault on Precinct 13 are going to jump to the other side. Right. Our people that are <laughs> holed up in this police station, they're not going, you know what? That gang looks pretty cool. Now I'm going to go jump on their side. Yeah. So I guess, you know, in the zombie genre, there are a lot of ghouls or undead or types of monsters or creatures that could be related to zombies, but not exactly the zombie that we are looking for. It has to be more of a at least citywide devastation and it has to be contagious. We can include any movie that has to do with people either reanimating or having an infection that is contagious through bodily fluids. Uh, so, And it has to be infecting multiple areas or yeah. it could infect multiple areas. So something like Reanimator doesn't quite count because it's just an egomaniacal you know, scientist in his basement or something right. reanimating things. Right. That's not quite on the devastating scale. It's just one isolated dude. Feel free to debate us on these guidelines because yeah. there might be a movie or two that stretch that definition yeah. slightly. However, this is our guideline and we feel pretty, we feel pretty good about this. About so should we get into our... Yeah, let's get into the list. All right. So I won the Rochambeau. Okay. So I get to go first. Yes. Uh, the first film that's coming with us to our desert island is Shaun of the Dead. Ooh, okay. Well, that happens to be on my list as I well. I knew it. I'm sure it's on everyone's <laughs> list. Right. right, right. I, is it on everyone's list? It is one of the best horror comedies. I would say it's probably the best horror comedy that's ever been made. Yeah. It's just a great movie. It's an entertaining movie. It's my second favorite horror movie of all time, right after Halloween. So it's like my top two. Halloween, Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) And so, I mean, of course, that one has to come on the island. You need something to break up the boredom, the monotony of, you know, everyday sand crabs walking over your toes. And what better way than with Shaun and his buddies? That's interesting that you went straight for the horror comedy. Yeah. As the very first. I oh, guess yeah. and maybe I guess you're just going for what your favorite. I mean, it's my favorite, but also I feel like when you're bored and stranded on an island forever, you don't want to just be depressed. Yes. And have this like, you know, bleak zombie movie forever and ever if you only get to pick one. I picked Shaun the Dead. It's a movie that you can watch over and over again and not get bored of it. And I have (laughs) watched it. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Yeah, I can't go wrong. It's got your drama. It's got your comedy. It's got some good tunes. That's right. It's a good movie. Good one. It's a great movie. All right. What's yours? Okay. So the next movie that is coming with us to our desert island is Night of the Living Dead. Uh George Romero's classic... They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara. 
Stop it! You're acting like a child! They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. He'll hear you. Here he comes now. I'm getting out of here. Johnny! It is the zombie movie that started it all. I feel like you need to know your roots. However, there were a lot of other zombie movies that came before Night of the Living Dead, but this is the modern. This yeah, is like the, I feel like it the blueprint. It. Yeah, I yeah, I would say that's a good word for it. It's like the blueprint that popularized zombie films after. Great performances by the actors. Yeah. It almost plays out like a play mm -hmm. because it, it is in one location and it's sort of this like building of suspense and tension and culminates to this big moment at the end and has an ending that is shocking yeah um we never talked about spoilers but i'm gonna try to not spoil any I of these know. movies but yeah. also if you haven't seen night of the living dead then what are you doing with yeah. your life <laughs> yeah, go watch it go this watch instant it immediately well, after this episode <laughs> exactly yeah all right so do you have that on your list you know i strategically put that in my lifeboat because i figured it would be in your core so <laughs> i actually initially had it in my core five and i crossed it out to put something else in there all right all right yeah so yeah i could cross that off of my lifeboat all right your turn what's all coming right. up coming with us next uh the next one that's coming with us is Wreck. Wreck. ¿Infectados de qué? ¿Qué les pasa a estos hombres? ¿Por qué están así? Hace minutos estaban tranquilos. ¿Pero de no qué coño todo esto? Seguros. El tiempo de reacción varía según el grupo sanguíneo y no se puede perder. ¡Vamos, vamos, vamos! It's a Spanish movie. I believe it came out in the 2000s, the aughts. Mm -hmm. And it is a found footage style right. of, a, of a movie. And before that, I, I loved the, the Blair Witch Project. So say what you will about the Blair Witch Project. But for a while, I just I held that as like the only found footage movie that I, I enjoyed. And then Wreck came out and I was blown away. And I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. <laughs> this news crew doing like a late night, you know, coverage of this fire station. And then shit goes down. Yep. Oh, it's so good. And it has so many twists and turns and, and the zombies are frightening. You are stuck with this um, group of people. And it really is just this one location. But you do get that feeling that it could spread beyond that because it's something contagious and it, it affects people in a horrible way. Right. And there are several sequels and maybe it does exactly that. However, we won't get into those. Yeah. So the yeah. first movie is a solid, solid choice. Definitely one of my favorite found footage yeah. films ever mm -hmm. made. I can always watch a found footage film, yeah. even if it's maybe not necessarily good. Mm -hmm. I always find myself drawn to watching them. They kind of suck you in. Even the bad ones are amazing because someone had to be ultra creative with their plot and the way that they directed the movie. And the actors had to be very solid. The whole movie can be tanked by a terrible acting performance, something that does totally. not 
strike you as natural. Yeah. You can be drawn out of it like that. Yeah. And there are several found footage movies that I've watched. I'm like, oh, that actor wasn't that strong. They're, <laughs> they're definitely from like the melodrama era. Exactly. Um, and I think that's why I like Blair Witch Project so much is because all of those actors in that movie, they come across as very naturalistic. And same yeah. thing with Wreck. All the actors come across as very naturalistic. Yeah, it's a really good one. Even Solid the cameraman. Choice. You know, when we do these lists, it kind of makes me want to go, go on, on vacation. An yeah. Get lost in vacation. Yeah, and bring all your movies. The fourth movie that is coming with us is going to be 1978's Dawn of the Dead, directed by George Romero. What the hell is it? Looks like a shopping center, one of those big indoor malls. See where I'm mm -hmm. going with this? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. the original Dead trilogy yeah. is one of my favorites ever. And Dawn of the Dead happens to be my favorite horror film. For me, this movie has had the biggest impact on me as a horror fan. I love everything about it from the um, blue face zombies to the super blood red acrylic red yeah it's just like <laughs> this hyper red and although it's, it's like not super realistic i really enjoy that yeah. visual it's that stylistic choice yeah. and i do think that the the plot of surviving in a mall and wasting away in this fortress of goods is a really amazing plot I think there's strong performances. I, I feel what they're feeling. I feel their boredom. I feel their their fear. I feel their claustrophobia, all I, of that. I was just going to say, I feel like this is a good choice for being able to identify with boredom. Yes. And there is that wonderful scene where it's the the, the primary main couple. They're, they're sitting in bed and it starts with a close-up of them and they don't move. And there's a slow pan out of them just looking extremely bored. <laughs> and you're like, oh, if you're, I feel like if we're stuck on a desert island, we'll be like, oh, I really know what they're feeling right now. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a good summation of what we're going through. Exactly. I have a feeling that if we were on a desert island watching Dawn of the Dead over and over again, we would start acting out that montage scene. Yeah, just sitting on a bed of leaves. Looking yeah, really <laughs> yeah, it's like the island <laughs> style. It's like that one uh, movie by the Daniels oh, where yeah, Elijah Army Wood. Man? Yes. No, it's a uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Paul Dana. Who did I say? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, similar. Don't blame me for mixing those two guys up. We're gonna start recreating these movies in a sort of primitive island form with leaves and sticks and so shells. So has to be the Swiss Army man? I don't want to be Daniel Radcliffe. No, not that movie. I'm saying we're going to start oh, okay. redoing the montage from Dawn of the Dead. So you can dress up like Marilyn Monroe holding a gun and I'll oh, walk yeah. over with a big giant loaf of bread like, look what I found. <laughs> Although the bread's going to be just packed sand. I'll make a palm leaf sombrero for you. Thank you. Actually, that would come that in handy. I think we're going to need that on the island. The most practical and realistic thing that we'll be able to make. And I All knew right. this would be in your core five. Okay. So I didn't even put it on my list because oh. like, this is for sure going to be intense. That's some confidence. I know. I was quite confident. Number five is the Dawn of the Dead 2004 remake. Oh. 
We can watch them side by side yeah. and compare and contrast, and back we would break back. it down and analyze every nitty gritty detail yeah. of the Zack Snyder version versus the George Romero version. Yeah, we'll write a thesis on this island <laughs> for nobody but us. Yes, that'd yeah. be a good gut to gut episode. That would be a good gut to gut. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love. The Dawn of the Dead 2004 remake, yes. perhaps a little bit more than the 1978 Interesting. Version. I okay. know. Typically, I find with remakes of a classic movie, it's a tall order to make something that's even as good as the original. Yeah. Um, but this is one where when I watch it, I am so enthralled every single minute and I love the the director's cut that's even like a little bit longer than the theatrical release. And I feel like I could, I could even have more footage on top of that mm. because I love all of the characters. Most of them, I mean, two of them are kind of like waste of space in this mall, but a good 15 of them I'm invested in even the douchebag played by Ty Burrell. It's very like breakfast club style, seeing how <laughs> these people from different walks of life get together, have teamwork make it work yeah the Zack snyder version goes a little bigger and harder i, I think watching the remake of dawn of the dead made me appreciate the original dawn of the dead mm. a little bit more Interesting. because i enjoyed that one so much i then i revisited yeah the original and then really liked the original yeah they are both so different that you they both can hold spots on someone's top 10 list yeah it's like they are the same basic premise but they're to two totally different movies and i think that was really smart of Zack snyder to not try to stay too close to the original but still have the things that are necessary like you need them all Mm -hmm. and you need zombies and that's basically all <laughs> that he he kept and i think he had a helicopter in the distance that never actually came back so yeah and it <laughs> also has a really great soundtrack i feel like having a good soundtrack in a movie is crucial yeah. for being on a desert island mm. because there might be moments where we want to just listen to music yeah so we'd cue up the scene like the down with the sickness yeah although i don't know if i want to hear that the down the tempo time. yeah the richard <laughs> cheese version yeah the, the cheesy one or the end credits the um all my friends are the what Jim is it? Carol. It's called People Who've Died. Yeah. Jim, by the Jim, Jim Carroll band. Yeah. I love that song. And and the opening sequence with the Johnny Cash. Yeah. So there's some good songs. So yeah. maybe we'll just watch the opening sequence and the just end credits. Just for some music tunes. <laughs> yeah. There was one other party. thing. Oh, okay. So the other thing that I wanted to say about the um, Dawn of the Dead remake is that when they finally escape the mall and you have the last surviving group, they uh -huh. head to an island. That is infested with zombies. Yeah. So another way that we can commiserate with the characters like, oh, they're on an island too. Yes. Hopefully ours is not infested with zombies. And this idea of going to an island to survive is an idea that is thought about in other zombie movies as well. Can zombies tread the ocean? Well, we know they're not going to die if they're floating along in the water. Yeah. What if one washed the shore? There's one... Romero zombie movie later on. Land of the where, Dead. Land of the Dead, where they start walking through 
Oh, to get to Manhattan or something. Yeah. So in, in Land of the Dead, there is a zombie that does There's a zombie trudge. horde, a whole whole horde of them. Yeah, they trudge through the river. Yeah, they just walk it like, a, you know, as the crow flies, <laughs> as, the, as the fish swims. Yes. And there is another Italian zombie film that is called Zombie. Zombie. Where Luchi there Luchi. is a zombie just chilling in the ocean. Hanging out with sharks. Having to battle sharks. Coral. Yeah, having, having a great time. But see, he seemed like he found a nice little spot underwater to live. He was just minding his own business. He was, and then that topless and... diver went down there and bothered him and smacked him with a coral. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, now I got to wrestle this shark. I know, now I have to wrestle this shark. Takes a bite of the shark too. He eats it. Well, at least he gets fed. Yeah, see, there's a lot of connections with zombies and islands, so I feel like this list is quite relevant. Very really apt, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, good choice. So the sixth movie that's coming with us to our desert island is going to be Return of the Living Dead. Hey, these things don't leak, do they? Leak? Hell no. These things were made by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Oh, zombie 1985 horror comedy with one of my favorite actors miguel nunez jr yeah. playing spider. spider it has a really super awesome soundtrack and a totally different vibe of mm -hmm. zombie so in my opinion the return of the living dead zombies are the most hardy of the zombies because they just can't be killed so anything about like shooting them in the head or any of oh, those yeah. rules are just gone. Because they're, they're like radioactive, right? Yeah. So they are toxic waste zombies. Yeah. Can't, that can't kill them. The zombies are literally incinerated and their ashes are evaporated up into the clouds and then it rains on the rest of the surrounding area. Classic zombie acid rain. Zombies emerge from the cemetery. Mm -hmm. You can't even burn them. They are just there. Forever and ever. Forever you and forever ever. have to deal with these zombies. Yeah. It, it's one of the most bleak of the zombie movies. It's interesting that it's so bleak because it's also so fun. It's, it's just very a fun. really fun zombie movie. It's campy. Yeah. And somehow they got this great mix of these campy younger actors with these really awesome veteran actors. You have Clue Gallagher and you have James Karen, who is the bad guy in Poltergeist. It's got that like punk rock vibe to it. Yeah. And Linnea Quigley's awesome scene where she's wearing like leg warmers and nothing else. And she's, yeah, she's nude through her entire part. In oh, the, yeah. <laughs> like she's full nude. like, I would love to be, what she say? <laughs> Ripped apart <laughs> by, she's, oh no, she's like, I had a dream that I was being eaten. <laughs> they do old dudes or something yeah yeah she didn't say that. like that's your dream well <laughs> she has a very dark and macabre sense of living i mean classic teenager who didn't say stuff like that <laughs> when you were teens yeah <laughs> what's the darkest thing you can think of and then it happens oops and it also has one of the most memorable feature zombies yeah. in a zombie film tar, um tar the tar zombie the tar man tar man tar man's mm -hmm. the zombie tar man mm -hmm. the other thing about return of the living dead is correct me if i'm wrong on this but it is the first zombie movie to kind of popularize the idea that zombies eat brains oh yeah it, it's 
It's a really funny movie. That was actually in my lifeboat, but oh, I was nice. pretty sure you would have that one. Nice. All right. So um, we are at number seven. We have three spots left. And I don't think I'm going to get to dip into my reserve boat at all. Really? Oh, we have four spots left. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't counting right. Whew. All right. Now I'm nervous because I have one that I'm pretty sure Tony has in his core five. But oh, this goes back to what you were chance? saying before, where sometimes it's better to go second. Yeah, totally better. Okay, well, I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to choose the one that I think is not in Tony's core five. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say 2016's Train to Busan. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, was this from your main cabin or was yes. this from your... Okay. No, this is my main cabin. Nice. I still have... This was my second to last in my, my main cabin. That one was a really tough decision to leave out of my lifeboat because I do think that that's one of the better zombie movies in the last 10 years. Yeah. But I had a feeling that you might put it in there. So mm -hmm. I would have been happy mm -hmm. either way, whether yeah. I selected it or whether you selected it. Yeah. It's a really good zombie movie. So yeah, I put Train to Busan because I feel like I'm going to need something that is super emotional and really gets me to that place where I can cathartically cry and feel bad about myself being on this desert island forever. Yeah. Um, and this has one of the, the best just like cathartic moments at the very end where you just, I, I've seen it several times and I cry every time yeah. to the point where like it gives me a headache. It hurts. I think you saw Train to Busan before me and you told me about how you need to watch this movie because it's going to make you cry at the end. Yeah, and Tony's like, I don't want to watch that. Sounds terrible. <laughs> but then I eventually did watch it and it was a really good it's so movie. good. Yeah. yeah. Some of the things I like about this movie are that the zombies have this sort of like break dancers stance yeah like cabaretta dancers yeah and they are relentless they're fast yeah they're very aggressive yeah and um they kind of yeah they move as if they were modern dancers it's the way that they rise from the ground almost seems like they're defying gravity somehow yeah. they just like rise up yeah with like their their back ankles somehow yeah. <laughs> like, how do you do that <laughs> rise up with your ankles this is the first installment on our, in our list where a zombie movie takes place mostly on a train. We have a diversity of settings. We yeah. have a pub. We have a pub. We have a couple of malls, mm -hmm. but also a boat in one of them. We have a boat. We have a house near a cemetery. We uh, have an apartment complex. An apartment complex. We have, I don't know. A, a mortuary. Crematorium. Yeah. And a graveyard. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of we really We have a couple great graveyards. Settings. Yeah. Yeah. And this train, man, I thought this this setting was so cool to like put it on it. It's kind of like when Samuel L. Jackson made snakes on a plane and then he made snakes <laughs> on a train. I kind of feel like that this was inspired by snakes on a plane and snakes on a train. They're like, you know what? Let's put zombies on the train. Yeah. Next, I'm going to see Plane to Busan. Yeah. So, plane to Busan. Yeah. You know, for some reason, I... Kind of doubt that, but Aww. I like where you're going with that train you of know, thought. You know, sometimes it's Pun just intended. the setting. <laughs> that train of thought. Dun, dun, dun. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's the setting that really makes that zombie movie. Because yeah. you can have all sort, like, you can have the same characters and the same plot in every zombie movie, but it's the setting that really diversifies it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we ha- have we had a zombie on a plane film? I know it's happened. You know what? There is a movie that came out. Um, but I think it's more like vampires on a plane. and But mm. it is like contagious vampires. It's almost like as if they combined a vampire with a zombie. Mm-hmm. And oh, what is that called? Blood Red Sky. That's it. Okay. So Blood Red Sky actually came out in 2021. And in that movie, the premise is that they're on a plane. This lady's a vampire. And that's why she's taking this, this red eye flight somewhere. Mm. And... If she bites people and doesn't kill them, I think they also turn into vampires, but in like a really like zombie way. Mm, okay. So it's kind of like zombie vampire. Zombie movies and vampire movies do have a lot of similarities. Yeah, they're both undead. So yes. I guess technically we could have had this on our list, but it's not it's not quite to the caliber where I'm ready to put it on my desert island. Yeah. Yeah. Filmmakers have kind of exhausted the locations in which you could hold a zombie film. Mm -hmm. The other reason why I like that you chose Train to Busan is because when we're on our desert island, this movie could be educational. If you watch it enough with subtitles or without subtitles, we we might might... be able to learn some Korean. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I already learned. Well, and Rec is in Spanish. So, you yeah, know, going back to Yeah, we can learn some rec, more Spanish. This is going to be just as entertaining. and As it is entertaining. Yeah. Exactly, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I am at the point where I've gone through all of my main cabin selections. So I'm... What? I thought you had one more main cabin. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. I just can't read my writing. Okay, I have one <laughs> more main cabin selection mm-hmm. before I get into my lifeboat. All right, so for our number eight spot on our desert island... It is going to be <laughs> so suspenseful. Hold on. I have to look up the year. Man, I haven't gone into my lifeboat hardly at all. Okay. Well, I think last time I went into my lifeboat a bunch too, right? You went into it and then you left Freddie in the lifeboat. Forever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, Freddie. You got <laughs> slashed. <laughs> okay, so the number eight film that is going to come with us to our desert island is going to be from 2002. <sighs> <laughs> the film by Danny Boyle, 28 Days Later. Whew! Selena! I haven't got any bullets. I haven't got any fucking bullets. Don't fucking leave me! I am so excited because that was my last one in my core. And I was trying to be strategic and not pick that one, (laughs) hoping Tony had it. When it came out in 2002, a lot of people thought that this was the first instance of the fast moving zombie. It's not. It's not. So the Italians always do it first. Yeah, they always do it first. (laughs) So Umberto Lenzi's Nightmare City is Mm. the first fast-moving zombie movie. It's a zombie movie that is probably more like an action film where the zombies can actually wield and shoot guns. Nightmare City? Nightmare City, Umberto Lindsay. Well, you really know your zombie films. Good job. 
Well, I just know that little fun tidbit. But for uh, most people seeing 28 Days Later in 2002, it was the first time that people had seen fast moving zombies. I think it was the first time that, yeah, many people had seen it and it popularized it enough to where you saw a lot of fast moving zombies thereafter, like the... 2004 Dawn of the Dead, Train yes. of Busan. Um, you very rarely see newer movies past 2002 with slow lumbering zombies. I think yeah. Warm Bodies is one of the few newer ones that still has the slow lumbering zombie. So 28 Days Later was a game changer in that way because it really just rewrote the script. It expanded what you could do with zombies in a horror movie. And uh, there's a lot of other cool things about 28 Days Later. When When this movie came out, I was obsessed with it. And it was one of the first times that I really went through the DVD and watched all of the special features. With the commentary. The commentary. I even mm-hmm. watched the storyboard. Oh, yeah. The storyboards were really interesting. Yeah. I think originally the plan was that Jim gets bit and they have to do a complete blood transfusion. <laughs> Luckily, they scrapped that idea because that sounds lame. <laughs> yeah. One of the other things about 28 Days Later that I thought was new or something that I hadn't seen before in any movie that I feel like is used a lot now is that it was shot entirely on handheld cameras. So Danny Boyle really innovated the way that you could shoot a horror film. If you go and watch the movie in 2023, it looks like a little low quality and you're like, oh, what's up with this? Like, Mm, is that what films look like back then? Yeah. But it actually made it more relevant around that time. It's 2002. Yeah. So we're we're getting our digital cameras. Getting our digital cameras. A lot of media starts to look like that around that time. It's really gritty. And this is how people are digesting the world. It made it that much more terrifying. Post 9-11 to to make this movie the sort of like world catastrophe, I think it really hit a lot of people. It resonated. Yes, it really resonated with a lot of people. And another one that has a really awesome soundtrack. That's right. John Murphy's soundtrack or score for this movie is just beautiful and haunting. Mm -hmm. And I would just play this movie and you know, just lay in the sand and feel really <laughs> sad about myself. Just feel really tense. Yeah, really tense and down. <laughs> a lot of great actors in this one. Yeah. Naomi this is Harris. The Naomi Harris, Killian Murphy. I think it's Murphy. the first time I saw Naomi Harris. I think it's the first time I saw Killian Murphy. Um, and you have Brendan Gleeson, mm-hmm. uh, who is now, you know, Academy Award nominated Brendan Gleeson. Good flick. Good. And that takes care of my core five as well. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So now are we dipping into your core as well? Are we going into into my lifeboat now? So this is the first one from my lifeboat and my only one from my lifeboat. All right. What movie are you going to save? And this is one where I don't think many people like it. Um, Oh, no. Is this one of Elise's wild cards? (laughs) This is my wild card. This is one that I really enjoy. Uh, But I think when I found this on DVD, it was like 25 cents. I was like, oh, awesome. Score for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really curious. What is this 25 cent DVD movie? (laughs) And it had like a really awesome. It was like on Blu-ray too. It was like not even DVD. It was like a 25 cent Blu-ray with like a really awesome tin cover. Is it like Chrome Skull or something? What is it? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it is. I don't think that's a zombie movie. It's not. I'm very curious. This definitely feels like a curveball here. It's a little bit of a curveball, but it was third in my lifeboat. So it, it's in my, you know, in order. Okay. Um, it's from 2013. Mm-hmm. Starring Brad Pitt, World War Z. Sometimes the thing you thought was the most brutal aspect of the virus turns out to be the chink in its armor. And she loves disguising her weaknesses as strengths. It's a bitch. Oh, okay. Well, you made it seem like it was going to be this like super low budget indie obscure movie. And then you like I filmed it in my backyard. Yeah. And then you totally like reverse that. That's World War Z is probably like the most mainstream zombie film. It's super mainstream. And I think it's only PG-13. So like (laughs) I think a lot of people don't like it. I feel like despite it only being PG-13, it still does a great job amping up the suspense. Yeah. What I really like about it is that it's one of the only zombie movies I know of where you get to see the effect worldwide because Mm. you're with Brad Pitt for the whole movie. And because of who he is and the skills that he has, he gets to go from country to country to see who's doing it better. Right. Who is surviving the apocalypse better. And he has this awesome scene where he meets up with um, that guy from the Green Mile, David Morse. He plays an ex-CIA agent. He's like, I don't know, in prison somewhere in some country. And he's got no teeth. Right, and he's like, I remember what's that. up with this guy? Why does he have no teeth? He's super <laughs> gummy. And he is like, well, I learned this skill from the North Koreans. They actually locked it down fast by ripping out everyone's teeth. <laughs> and I thought that was so great. I thought that was so smart and such a great um, detail to add into your zombie movie of how you can beat it. Yeah, you have to be like a dictator type government and right. enforce everyone to rip out their own teeth. Right. But you can do it. You can survive. (laughs) (laughs) So this is probably our most mainstream zombie film on the list. While World War Z does have its issues, I would say that when I first saw it, I was entertained. Yeah. Um, I would say that it is a decent zombie It's decent. I'm not watching it for the effects because the CGI is pretty, pretty subpar. Yeah. I'm watching it for the performances and the interesting settings that you get to go to. Well, yeah, you're really watching this so that you can invite Brad Pitt onto our island. Yeah, Brad Pitt gets to be there. (laughs) Brad Pitt's my eye candy. (laughs) But also, uh, I I don't know how to pronounce her name, but Morel Enos. Morel Enos. She was in one of my favorite shows called The Killing. Oh. And she has a very naturalistic style of acting and she looks like a real person. She doesn't really wear makeup when she's in her roles, uh, or at least in the killing and in, in this. She was very toned down and she just seemed like a real person. And so I, I love when I see her in things. I don't see her very often, but when I do, I'm like, oh, cool. I like her. She's in the killing. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say World War Z did have um, a few memorable moments. Uh, Some of the downfalls of World War Z, it explained too much in a way. He's like this traveler. He's almost like from Candide or something, you know, like where he's just traveling from place to place and meeting all these different people. Isn't Um, he like a sort of military research guy? Yeah, he's like ex-military. 
somehow he still has ties to the military and he gets to learn quickly on the ground level. He gets yeah. to like learn first, like what's going on. Yeah. So he knows how to handle the situation. Yeah. So he is able to get his family out of the city and out of danger quickly. And they end up on a on an aircraft carrier at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he has to go do some missions. He meets up with like the world's smartest person who's like this young Wunderkind. He knows about nature and what nature's flaws are. Yeah. And he has a really great speech where- Nature um, is most proud of- her flaws. Yeah. Some, I can't remember the, the exact line, but whatever he says, Brad Pitt internalizes and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to use that later. And uses it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just like thinking about World War Z, it did have some pretty memorable moments. Yeah. Um, the teeth pulling is one of them. There's the, the scene where that one scientist slips on the yes. airplane. So this scientist gets one awesome monologue with Brad Pitt and then they give him a gun and they are about to leave this airplane to go fight zombies and he gets freaked out and runs the opposite way and slips and shoots That's himself a pretty shocking in the head. moment yeah so shocking you're like yeah. oh shoot he's dead now yeah <laughs> the world's smartest person is dead <laughs> um also get that a cgi zombie wall where they crawl yeah. over the walls of all right uh, i'm not watching it for the cgi zombie wall i mean it was kind of kind of neat yeah <laughs> but also you're just like oh man because i think that was in israel yeah, and it was like, in Jerusalem wow, or something. Jerusalem, they did it. They made a wall and they kept everything out. And then the zombies made a, a tower. One of my favorite moments of that movie is the chattering zombie. The chatter, yeah, Mr. Chompers. When Brad Pitt is in the disease control think, room. Yeah, he's like at the CDC or something. And he's trying to work his way around this zombie. And it's this close-up of this zombie with like, you chatter, know, chattery long teeth. teeth. Whoever played the zombie chomper zombie chatter good <laughs> job chattering yeah yeah uh, it's based off of uh, the book of the same name world war z by that was written by max brooks mm-hmm. who you can tell spent a lot of time analyzing the practicality of a zombie apocalypse so i found the quote from the scientist he's like mother nature is a serial killer she wants to get caught so she leaves crumbs mm. She loves disguising her weaknesses as strengths. Mm. Yeah. And so then that's when Brad Pitt realizes like, oh, her weaknesses are disguised as strengths. I don't know. And then there's like some kid with cancer and the zombies avoid him. Yeah. So that so, uh, yeah, he's like kind of remembers all these moments and it comes to him at the end. And then all of a sudden he's like, I know exactly what I have to do. I have to inject myself with Ebola. Yeah. And then I can I be Ebola. I can be studied by. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Then I can be studied by scientists and they can use my blood to make a vaccine. Yeah. So you know, it is the most hopeful yeah. zombie movie yeah. on our list. It's definitely the complete opposite of Return of the Living Dead, where it's yeah. just like you're obliterated. There's no chance. Then, yeah. 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 You so can I nuke the city, on whatever. A desert island, you need something hopeful. We're like, there's a chance we might be rescued. <laughs> so this is my my hopeful zombie movie that um, I just was entertained. Yeah. I loved seeing all the different locations. Yeah. And like I said before, zombie movies can be rehashed the same exact way, but with a different location. You've made a compelling argument for that movie. Thank and you. while it wasn't on my list, I, I am not sad that it is on the list. Yeah. Thank you. That makes it really tough because now I have five Ooh. movies to How do you have five? I have five in my lifeboat. How many were we supposed to put in our lifeboat? Three. Five. But you had no, none that could be crossed off? 
No. All my core are on there. Yeah. And I got to bring three from my lifeboat. Oh, so you got to bring more lifeboat. Yeah. Oh, I guess it worked the opposite than so what we I thought. So I guess my strategy so I... <laughs> worked. So, okay. So I have five zombie movies that I love dearly that are in my lifeboat. Oh, no. This sounds sad. And so now I have to make the really tough decision of which one is going to come with us. This is our 10th and final spot. This is the only one. Yes. Shoot. There's not enough room it's left in the duffel bag. Sophie's zombie choice. Man, this is really hard. I know. So just to recap here while he's deciding, <laughs> we have Shaun of the Dead. That's kind of like our horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead, our classic from 1968. Wreck, we have our international Spanish uh, film. We have Dawn of the Dead, 1978, another classic. We have the remake from 2004. We have Return of the Living Dead from 1985. Train du Busan, another one of our international picks mm-hmm. on a train. Cool location. 28 Days Later, the popularization of the fast zombie. <laughs> and World War Z, our PG-13. Get to see what it's like on a global scale with a hopeful ending. And with Brad Pitt. And with Brad Pitt. All right. So this is really tough because there are some movies that I feel like deserve to be on like a curated list mm-hmm. of 10 zombie movies. Your desert but, island. Um, can I say what I am excluding? What is staying on the lifeboat? Okay. What is staying on your life? And I'm just going to go through them quickly. I'm not yeah. going to say anything about them. Yeah. I am leaving off um, one of my favorite zombie movies of like the last five years in the sadness and the <gasps> Alvin virus. I thought about the sadness, but then I thought, I don't want to be that disturbed. Well, it was also like, if I was really craving gore, then oh, maybe yeah. this is the movie that I want to watch. Okay, I'm also leaving off one of my favorite Italian zombie films, mm. which is City of the Living Dead. Oh, that's Lu- a Lucio good one. Fulci's. And that the, one was really maggots. hard to leave that yeah. one off because I really like that movie. Yeah. Stay um, in that lifeboat. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, maggots. Not yeah, the this mag- time. The maggots didn't make it. <laughs> um, okay, the other one that I'm leaving off from my lifeboat is going to be one that I sometimes forget about, but I know it's one that when I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, unless you already had it on your lifeboat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's um, Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. Oh. Which is inspired by mm-hmm. uh, Lucio Fulci and mm-hmm. Umberto Lenzi. Um, actually, I think it's heavily inspired by Umberto Lenzi. You but know, it's, I think that's a good one to leave off because it's not very long. That's true. But it is very entertaining it and it has one of the coolest characters in horror history. Rose McGowan and her, her gun leg. Yeah, she's got yeah. the gun leg. I and mean, that's pretty, good. pretty And it's got cool. a really good soundtrack, too. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. That's a good one. Uh, so I'm leaving that off. It's really hard. Okay. And then the next one, this was also really, really, really hard to make this decision because I love this movie dearly, although it is the weakest of the three of mm-hmm. the Romero original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. From 85 yeah. is, you know, Bub and yeah. they're in the military mm-hmm. um, base stuck. It's really claustrophobic. Um, it's had some shortcomings because it didn't get the the budget that it wanted. And it, it was a movie that was supposed to be a lot bigger and a lot yeah. more grand than mm-hmm. it was. But I still feel like it's a really entertaining movie. Yeah. And love Bub. a movie that I, if it's on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. 
So, um, and it brought us Bub, which it is Bub. Yeah, which I, I, I feel like opened Bub the door to. Oh, poor Bub. <laughs> Bub is a great, is probably the greatest zombie featured character. Yeah. The most character development for a zombie, I believe, is. I kind of feel Bub. like, isn't that what Fido is inspired by? Probably. I, I know there are a lot of indie zombie movies that kind of focus on the zombie rather yeah. than on the survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Bub started those indie zombies definitely where you get did, to yeah. focus on that talking zombie. Yeah. So unfortunately, sorry, sorry Bub, Bub stay you are staying on the lifeboat with, with Freddy and the maggots. Yeah. It's a good um, lifeboat. Yeah. <laughs> can I yeah, can I just hang on the lifeboat? <laughs> hang on the lifeboat. Yeah, that's a no, good you're lifeboat. coming with me on the island. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I chose this last movie to be on our island because of sentimental reasons, Aww. as well as I love this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Just like I love you. Oh, what is it? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of our first dates that Tony and I had. And I'm trying to think if there was a zombie movie. Oh, <gasps> Are you think? Oh, wait, don't say it. Yeah, I think I know what it is. I am choosing for more of a sentimental reason because this movie is um, a movie that Elise and I watched together when we were young. Before we started dating. But right before we started dating, one of the reasons why we started dating was because of our mutual interest in horror films. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this on our first episode. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear that story, you can go back and watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... The movie that I'm talking about is, do you know what it is? I think I do. Okay, so it's from 1992. It's Peter Jackson's Dead Alive, also known as Brain Dead. Mm -hmm. Party's over. This movie will fulfill my need for gore, yeah, which I'm definitely. missing out from the sadness. Um, yeah, you it's, get that nice lawnmower scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the bloodiest movies of all time. But it also has some really cute characters, like when the intestines are kind of anthropomorphized. They're so cute. They're like... Yeah, it's got it's got the rat monkey, one the of our favorite monkey. characters. Oh, I forgot about those guys. It's quirky, it's cheeky, it's gory. Um yeah. has a few scary parts, it's but I romantic. feel like romantic. It is romantic. It's got it all. I feel like overall it's um more of like a like a fun good time. That's a good time. Gore fest. Yeah, it's nice. More one. than anything. I don't know if it's necessarily like super scary. I kind of forgot about that one actually. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, I mean, I think I I forgot that it was a zombie movie is what. I, it's like not that I forgot that it existed, but yeah. I just when I think of zombie movie, I my mind did not go to Dead Alive. Is, and this one is like, um, I think one of the characters gets bitten by a rat that's infected. Yeah. And then they all turn into zombies. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I just I love the, the intestines that I think they end up in a blender. And I'm so sad when, when the intestines <laughs> are in the blender. They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good movie. It's a good time. Um, definitely a uh-huh. classic. Peter Jackson went on to do, uh, he became an Academy Award winner. Yeah. Or some 
subpar movies about rings. Well, anyways, jewelry. It all started here <laughs> from Dead Alive and the yeah. Rat Monkey. Yeah. So you always got to know your roots. Know, know your roots. Yes. Rooted in intestines, <laughs> intestinal roots. What were the two that you left um, in your life? This one is. I was going to fulfill my like my rom com need. Okay. My I might that, have. You know, might know what this one is. Warm bodies. Yep. I had a feeling. Um, you know, it's that one's a, a fun one too. It's a nice little rom com, like you know, Romeo and Juliet. If <laughs> Romeo was undead and gross, <laughs> and ate your ex boyfriend's brains. Um, that would also fulfill our indie. That one was our kind little of a, indie. Was yeah. it an indie though? Indie-ish. Indie-ish. Indie feel, indie yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. For it's sure. got that actor that is now blowing up in The Menu and Renfield. Nicholas Holt. Yeah. You know, a newer Nicholas Holt on the scene. And, mm-hmm. and now he's blowing up. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and then I just watched this one. And who knows if this would be on my desert island a year from now because I just watched it. <laughs> um, but I really enjoy it and I want to plug it. It's called One Cut of the Dead. Yes. It's a Japanese film. And it's kind of like if you have zombies meet waiting for Guffman that Christopher Guest movie. So I'm if not going to say anything. you haven't seen it, we're not, yeah, we shouldn't say I'll anything. I'll say nothing yeah. else about it. Don't even watch the trailer. Just watch One Cut of the Dead. That's my plug for that one. <laughs> okay. That's one that's been on my list for quite some time. I'm glad yeah. we finally saw we it. We finally watched it, and I'm so glad that yeah. we did not watch the trailer first. We both applauded at the end. We did. <laughs> so that's stay in the lifeboat but you know maybe in a year from now it might make its way yes so we made it we have 10 movies that are going on our desert island so our recap we have Shaun of the dead mm-hmm. night of the living dead 1968 wreck dawn of the dead 1970 dawn of the dead 2004 return of the living dead 85 train to busan 28 days later World War Z, and Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead. All right. Where do I sign up for my ticket to get on this island? Woohoo! <laughs> Man, great time. Yes. All right. Need to get away for a little while. This is more of like a vacation island. Vacay island, yeah. <laughs> hmm Thank you for listening and or watching another episode of the Gutted Horror Podcast. Mm-hmm. And let us know what are some of your desert island zombie movies. What would you bring with you if you were going to go on an island with nothing but DVDs of zombie films? You can DM us on Instagram yeah. or write us an email, guttedhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, leave a little comment on YouTube <laughs> or something. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to give us a rating, like, or subscribe on whichever platform you get your podcasts. This has been another episode of Gutted. Gutted.